Good morning, screen rats. I'm going to try and change the way I speak at the beginning of these things because I feel like I am talking in a kind of weird way that I don't normally talk. Uh, you know, today on blah, blah, blah. I I'm trying to kind of keep it a bit more like how I would speak to you normally if I was in a pub or something. So today I am putting up a bonus episode. This is in no way a reflection of the guests. This is just I want to get these shows out um, and not sit on them for so long. This one was one of the earlier recordings I did. This is Kai Humphreys, today's guest, a Geordie comedian. Really funny guy. We had a great chat. I don't know why I was sitting on it so long. Uh, he didn't. He doesn't have a show out this year at Edinburgh, so I was trying to get the ones out that do. Um, there's a few more. That's why I'm doing two a week until Edinburgh begins. But this chat that we had was in the Motel One, which is the hotel next to the Stand Comedy Club here in Newcastle. And they very kindly set out a little area, reserved a little area for me to record Kai. We had a lovely chat for about an hour on a Saturday morning. It was the day of the FA Cup final when Manchester played uh, Manchester. Don't fucking ask me. Yeah, and I wasn't really in my stride yet. It was one of the... Well, I was very keen. I was like, OK, I've got to get everybody I can. Oh, he's coming through, he's coming through. Let's try and record this person. But I didn't really have the format down. Uh, so it's a more of a free flow than normal, I think. But I just it's the confidence thing, you know? Now I am recording with people who I've never met. And I've met Kai a few times, so it was easier in, in that way. But now I'm sort of finding my feet. I can sort of switch it on a little bit and record a podcast. Like I can walk in a room with the microphones on and we can go. And I can do that now, which I learned really, really quickly. It also helps if you have really, really good guests. And so far, I've been very, very lucky. Anyway, like I said, this is Kai Humphreys. He's from Newcastle. He lives in Scotland now. And this was me talking to him in early June. That's what you call a bonus, is it? Fuck me. Roll up, roll up. Welcome to Television Times, a new podcast with your host, me, Steve Otis Gunn. We'll be discussing television in all its glorious forms. From my childhood, your childhood, the last ten years, even what's on right now. So join me as I talk to people you do know and people you don't about what scared them, what inspired them and what made them laugh and cry here on Television Times. That's uh, my book. Every, your book? Yeah, every guest oh. gets a copy. It's oh, part, wow. part of the... Uh... <laughs> Thanks, man. I'm a big, I'm a big reader as well. Oh, yeah. so, oh well, that, yeah. that's yours. You get a, uh, you get a book and a badge. You've got merch. Uh, thanks very much, man. Well, you're an author as well, haven't you? you got your Daniel well, diary. You, you know what that was? That was a blog for the Huffington Post. Yeah. And I was posting it every day of the tour. Yeah. And um, it was just during lockdown, I decided to compile it into a book and get yeah. it printed and sell it just as a revenue stream. <laughs> um, and it done all right. So Did you print them I out? I didn't, yeah, yeah. I, got them, I, got them, I got them printed. That's just a small little thing because it's a compilation of blogs. Yeah. But it was never written as a book. I just compiled it as a book. I like the cover. It doesn't even look like you. <laughs> yeah, that's a picture from us in Moscow. Moscow? Yeah. Can't go there anymore. No, no, we, we, we performed there just before it kicked off. I think we've met maybe twice. I think I met yeah. just after I watched your gig in 2018. Yeah. And at some point during production to make sure you have the, the tech. I'm very minimal when it comes to tech. Yeah. I, I had one show, Punch Drunk, which yeah. is... Which the I watched two days ago again. Did that you? That's on my website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for really, watching really that, man. Of 
that was the one where I had to have a projector, I had to have props, I had a punch bag that yeah. I had to carry around with us and stash somewhere at the gig. So I ended up like fucking taking this punch bag to Tasmania and uh, New York. Really? And you couldn't get one locally? They couldn't... It had to be the one over the video. So yeah, I, I was really pleased when I finished, that, even though that was my favourite show, probably yeah. my best show, I was really pleased to just move back to straight stand-up. Yeah, because well, I, I think the stand-up I saw in 2018, forgive me, I don't remember the name of the show. Team Smug, that yes. one. Yeah. Yeah, that Did was... I come and see you in 17 as well then? Because I was up there with, um, I was up there on a tour and I went and saw a ton of shows. So maybe I saw your well, show. It was at the same well. venue, both were at the very same room. Right. So I've definitely seen you twice. So yeah. one, one was definitely with stills on the projector. And I did wonder if like, or did you bring your own or did they actually uh, charge you? Well, for the projector, yeah. I brought my own. Oh, you're well done. Because yeah. I, I was in charge of, uh, at one point, of those charges. And, uh, I'll say no more about that. We'll come back. Well, that is, that is the fringe <laughs> in a nutshell, isn't it? The yeah. fringe is just like, oh, you want to do this? We're going to charge you for this, this and this. Like, yeah. fucking, you get, you get charged for publicity, for PR from every stage of development. And you're like, I don't remember getting any PR. <laughs> Why yeah, am I getting get charged any, PR? I mean, you don't make anything. You literally lose with, like, eight or ten grand yeah. right, every time. It's, it's bizarre. Just, you want to cry when you see the breakdown. When you mm. see that you made tens of thousands in ticket sales and then you owe them money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've always had a thing that I've had to bring up until, like, after that show. Like, first of all, I had this thing where I, I look I look like I'm Tim Neal when I put a hat on right. because I've got blonde eyebrows. Right. It's like, I'm kind of gin, like ginger. I used to be ginger, but my hair's got darker. And if ever there was a hat in the crowd, yeah. I'd get it and I'd show them and it would be such a big laugh early doors to the point that I started, like, bringing a hat right. and, like, stashing it down the back of my belt and yeah. just be like, I've got to show you this. So I started carrying a hat around and then I had one where I tell a story when I'm younger of, of me acting hard and right. standing up to my dad and then when I show them the picture of what I looked like it's a completely different story because I'm acting hard but I look like this little geeky nerd kid yeah. um, so I pull out the picture so I would stash that picture on stage and I just seem to go, just go through a lot of years where I just had to have something yeah a device yeah and I'm, I wouldn't have ever considered myself a prop comic but I always had to go Ooh, where's my thing yeah, it's, it's, it's easy to reach to, isn't it? And, but uh, I guess you can become dependent on those things. Like, my favourite old gag, and I don't know who did it, I must research this, it's not Morecambe or Wise or someone, it might be, it might actually be Eric Morecambe, but he used to come on stage and he'd be uncomfortable for a bit, but you wouldn't know why, and then about ten minutes in, he'd pull out a coat hanger out of his, <laughs> his shirt. No, I love that. That's my yeah. kind of bag. Yeah, that's great. Because I bet he's had gigs as well where he's like, fuck, I've, I need a coat hanger. Can like, yeah. there's any in the other dressing room? There's none in here. And he's exactly. just going around. Because I, I know um, Barry Castanola uh, shrunk one of his T-shirts, right? He, his T-shirt was shrunk. It was the only top he had for his gig, but he just quickly just wrote a joke on it. And he just went, guess who's bought a new tumble dryer? And then he puts his hands up in the T-shirt, inches up of his tits. Yeah. His belly's hanging out and he's getting a big laugh. Quickest, quickest grab the mic, do a punchline really? like he's ever had, right? So he's like, that's my opening gag now. And then one day, he didn't have his small T-shirt. And he was like, oh, my opening joke's gone. And he went to Gap Kids <laughs> and got a kid's T-shirt. Just so that he could go, guess who bought a new temple dryer? <laughs> and I have done it before where I've went, and I can't wear hats, and I've reached around to the back of my jeans to grab the hat, mm -hmm. and it's not there, and I just haven't stashed it. So I was just like, I, I can't wear hats because of the, the eyebrows. And then just go, you're just going to have to take my word for that. And then moved on. 
So, so you live in Scotland, but yes. you're from Blythe, yeah, I believe. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Geordie, that married a Glaswegian. There you yeah. go. Quite the, quite the mix. You've been up there a while? About two years now. Two years? Yeah. Because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Londoner who lives in Newcastle, so... Newcastle. Uh, so I've spent some time living in London. Yeah. I had my little Dick Whittington spell. Where Can't do it now, can you? Nah. I couldn't... I'm glad I did it this way around, because, yeah. like, the amount of real estate I've got for the same price of sharing a flat mm. up in Glasgow, for, like, a, a share on a two-bedroom where somebody else is paying half for the yeah. other bedroom, you get a four-bedroom house with a double drive and a garden up yeah. in Glasgow. So I couldn't do it the other way around. Nah. Because it's like the same money. Oh, and a car for the yeah. same money. Like, my overheads haven't changed, but I've just got so much more for my cash. Yes, yeah, it's, it's absolutely impossible. I went, I mean, I'm from London, and we went last summer to stay, and I had to rely on my wife's cousin, who just happened to be living in London, to yes. let us stay at their place. Yeah. Because it would, it would just not be possible. We went out for two weeks, you know. Show the kids the capital city for the one time we can afford it. Yeah, you know it's hundreds of pounds a day anyway. Hemorrhage money yeah. just if moving I, around London. If I had to pay accommodation as well. So you live in Newcastle now? I live in Newcastle. Fuck I moved up to sweet, man. 2017. Yeah, um, because we, my wife was heavily pregnant with twins, and we were looking for somewhere to live because we'd been out of the country a lot. Because after I did Fringe, I would go and do, you know, the European Games in Azerbaijan or something weird like that. Yes. <laughs> and we'd always be somewhere weird. Yeah. And once we got, once she got pregnant again, this was our, sec- our second time pregnant. With twins, it was like well, the Baku baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, they're actually Hungary. They're hungry. They're, I think she was pregnant on her birthday when I swept her off her feet and took her to Sweden for the day yeah. from Hungary for her birthday. It was a fucking disaster. Anyway, let's not talk about that. But we wanted somewhere to live, and I've been touring here on and off for years. I always liked it. We were looking at Manchester, but it's too wet, and my kids Manchester accents. Um, so we picked yeah, yeah. it. Geordie accent on the kids. Is, well, Geordie, see, I, I mean, I've been looking up Geordie. Obviously, you can educate me. Um, I didn't know that Blythe was in the catchment area for Geordie. Yeah, I, yeah. I, we consider ourselves Geordies. Yeah. It, uh, it's still the NE postcode. Yeah, it's, and it's called, uh, the, I mean, the lot non colloquial term is Tyneside English, I think it says in the video. Is that so, right? Yeah, Tyneside Tyne English. English. I've never been called that. That's very posh. <laughs> That's your posh version. Uh, technically Northumbrian, but Geordie, yeah. you know, like Newcastle's our city, because we'd, we'd get the bus through to Newcastle for any, like, for yeah, shopping and you know, the, yeah. the, the football. Like, there's, there's local, like, non league teams yeah. in Northumberland. That people like hardcore support. Yeah. But we're all Newcastle fans because that's what televised team. Like, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you get like a handful of Sunderland fans, and I think that might have just been like some of the miners come from Sunderland and, right. set, and settled in Northumberland. So you, yeah. get, like, you get like little clusters of like behind enemy line Maccams. Talking about football, I don't know a lot about football, but when my kid was in hospital, we had this uh, weird situation. The Newcastle team came around, or some of the players from Newcastle gave us oh, a wow. ball. And a little dot, I don't know who they were. Oh, that's so amazing. Funny, and then about two days later, the Sunderland team came around and did the same thing. <laughs> so we left the hospital with all these mascots. And I thought, I think you have to put the other one, I think you have to put those Sunderland ones in the charity shop, guys. Yeah, yeah get, rid of, get rid of them, pay someone to have them. This is a, a podcast 
about television. Do you watch a lot of telly on the road, or do you not really? You know what? I've got crazy stuff. In I've, I've got a lot of stuff that I watch with me missus that I can't watch when I'm on the road. Yeah. So like, I've I've still got to watch the last season of Ted Lasso, but I've been on the yeah. road so long that like I haven't had the chance to watch yeah, it with yeah. her. We've just finished Succession. Yes. I'll, I'll happily talk about Succession. Oh, that was fantastic, I, wasn't I it? love that. You've, no you've, spoilers. Yeah, you've I've, watched I've the watched conclusion. Going to have spoilers on this, so just uh, bear with. Yeah. So don't don't listen if you haven't seen the last season of Succession or last episodes. Yeah, I just I just found it remarkable. I was just fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah. Just how it's all a game to them. Yeah. It, they're, they're just these fucking selfish billionaires with so much power. Yeah. And they're frivolous with their power, and it's all self-serving. And you know what's great about Succession? You're not rooting for anyone. You hate all of them. Oh, I, I disagree. I, I, for some reason, I started rooting Root. for Tom at some point. Did you? I did root for Tom, yeah, because he's oh, such a cuckold. And you want him to sort of break out of it, you know? Oh, I wanted him to fall on his face the whole time. <laughs> like, funny. I, I, I thought the, the fact that... Spoilers. The fact that he won the Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, fuck me, I did not see that coming. No, I thought it was going to be Greg for sure. I thought the other guy was going to die, the brother, I, and hand all the power to Greg. I thought... I paused it... It yeah. just said to Natalie, I'm calling it now. Because yeah. it looked like Shiv was going to be getting that position of power and then Tom was fucking, like, betraying him. They always pull and it. she was going to betray yeah. him. So I thought it wasn't an option for her to not vote against Madsen. Yeah. I thought that wasn't an option. But they did right? it. But I thought Roman was just going to last minute vote for Madsen. He's already been on the phone of him. Yeah. He's, the, he's now the man. And I thought Roman was... So that I think that's what the kind of led you to think there was going to be the twist. Until the election night. I mean, when, when Roman effectively sort of endorses... And, and it's sort of in a bush way in 2000, he sort of announces that the right-wing guy has won. And then there's the riots. And yeah, up, that that right wing guy winning. That was Greg's fault. Oh. Little insignificant Greg grassing, yes. snitching that he'd been out with um, yeah, Matson on the phone. Yeah, and he told he told Kendall yeah. about the deal with Shave. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Kendall yeah, yeah. just fucking right. We're doing this now. We're, yeah, we're, he went with uh, went with Roman. Uh-huh. so then that so then that fucking right wing fascist got into power <laughs> because of this sibling rivalry. That Greg stirred the shit on, yeah. and you're like, oh, the intern got Trump in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that kind of happened. thing. Yeah, 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 totally. And what what I found fascinating with it was how much they turn on your turn your emotions around. Like, so I'm watching Roman thinking he's a piece of shit. After all, I've enjoyed him. Obviously, uh, he's the comic relief. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, I say yeah, you're yeah. not rooting for anyone, yeah, he's the one that constantly making you laugh. Yeah, he's got all the sides. Yeah. But then they do that thing, and I think it must be the final episode, right, where he's all a bit down and a bit depressed, and you sort of feel sorry. And I'm like, I'm feeling sorry for the guy that basically got Hitler in. Ah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. How are they doing that? How are um, they making me feel that? Yeah, it's so good. It's good writing. And I was actually... I had a paint where Ben Crompton was mentioning Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. Ben Crompton the other day, uh, yesterday, and he was talking about and he's got such a much more insight hmm. on how things happen. And he was saying, like, even the scene, like, you know, where they're in their mother's kitchen... Yeah. In the costume, they, they, like, I didn't even pick up on this, and I can't even remember this, but he was like, Shiv and Roman were wearing light blue, and Kendall was wearing dark blue or something. Yeah. And he was like, all of that shit's measured. It's like anything, anything like that, where it's mm. like they're, they're against him right now. Oh, right, they're, the they're colour synchronisation. The colour synchronisation. And he mentioned something about... What's Tom's second name? Can you remember? Wamsgans. Wamsgans. And there was some athlete in America, I think he said a baseball player that got like 
he got three people out in one strike or something. Yeah. And then nobody realised the connection with the name until he got oh, really? three players so out with one strike. Because that sounds like. Uh, madder than Stephen Toast. That is a yeah. mad name that I just. I, I'm remembering it now, but it takes me ages yeah. to. Every year I'm like. Tom, what the fuck is it? Yeah, one scans. So it's apparently there's some athlete, and I wish I, I wish I was better at retaining information. Yeah. Because he was just so insightful. Get get him on the podcast instead of me. <laughs> but I think we have connections. But, actually. but what what made me what, what what I loved about that conversation with Ben is that like, if they're just a couple of things that he that he's like picked up on or read about, yeah. that means there's millions of intricacies in that show. Definite rewatch when I'm 70, for uh-huh. sure. That, like, so if, if you really want to go down a Reddit rabbit hole, yeah. I bet you, like, there's so many little devils in the detail moments that, that, that would still enjoy it subconsciously. Yeah. You know, but you didn't pick up on it. Like, you know, like the, the colour scheme thing. Well, is, is there a TV show that you watched um, when you were younger that maybe you didn't get and then you've rewatched as an adult and you've got all those intricacies? Oh, not, that, not off the top of my head. Sort of Sopranos-y type show, do you know, you might have missed. Do you, do you know what? I've just started watching The Sopranos now. I've never seen it before. And uh, yeah. I, got, I got Now TV because of The Last of Us. Yeah, oh yeah, that yeah. was a good show. Yeah, I, did you play the games? Oh, I never played the games, no. And, I didn't, and I'm not a zombie guy, so it, it, it was hard to get in at first. Yeah. But once I was in... I was completely drawn into the characters mm. and the story, and, you know... And without any spoilers... Just people that are listening that have played the game will know that what everybody's got coming is going to blow their fucking minds. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, okay. there's just something around the corner that when I played the second game, yeah, I just fucking threw my control pad down and I just fucking stood up. I, oh, like, I will I stay, say, I I will stay ignorant then. I don't know if I've already said too much, oh, no, but, no, no, but, no, but people who play the game know exactly what I'm talking about at the start of the, the, start of the second game. Oh. So that's, are they literally doing that? Are they doing series as per level? It seems to be. It seems to be like that. That's the timeline they're going on. So then, I guess if they're going to do a season three, they're going to go off on their own. Do you think it's the best adaptation of a computer game to television? Because they're usually shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't even know what would be the close second. You, if you watched it and you didn't know, you wouldn't yeah. know. Because like no Resident idea. Evil's never really hit the mark, hmm. did the Mortal Kombat? Or, no, they're trying that again, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep trying. Super Mario. Just keep trying. <laughs> for the first time now. Yeah, so I was just like, all oh, right, I'm paying for the subscription. I've watched the thing I want yeah. to watch. What else is on there? And I just think, like, I don't know how I let it pass me by. And it really stands the test of yeah, time. Yeah, it's, it's not really, dated, really. It's really still, like, fun and, like, exciting. And it's, it, it's, it's not like shoulders of giants where something mm. you're like oh that must have been good back then but so much more good stuff's been now that it's Things been left behind look more dated than, than Sopranos uh-huh. do yeah. yeah and I just think the fucking acting and it's great the casting and it's great like I can like I can I can see why it's so fucking popular what season are you on? I've just done season one I think oh, I've, God, I've I... just watched I've just watched the bit where the the, the son realises that his dad's a gangster right where the bully pivots and gives him his money yeah, and he doesn't know oh, why. Yeah, 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 he doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't know why, and then he's, he's uh, his sister pointed out to him, yeah. and then it's at, at, at the funeral, 
he's just looking around and you know oh and he looks around he sees all he sees the veil lifts and he can see the glass shatters for all doesn't and, it and he yeah. just sees the world for what it is and he's smiling <laughs> he's like hi yeah no one's gonna fuck with me yeah that's a great this is such a good show I don't want to say anything more because uh, you've got so much to look forward to and there's a lot of people that since it actually came onto streaming sites that was only watching it for the first time now yeah I think I watched a few episodes at the time like maybe but I was too young it didn't really do anything for me and I think I was. It was around the time I I was working on plays when I first got mm. into this game, the backstage part of my life. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't like record it, or I didn't. I wasn't carrying a video around with me or VCR yeah. or anything. So it was like if you missed it on terrestrial television, yeah, that was it for twenty years. Sometimes yeah. you never see it again. That's YouTube. right. In 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 uh, two thousand nineteen, when that last season of Game of Thrones was on, yeah, I was like, I don't because because it, it was being released episode by episode. Right, weekly, In, yeah. Instead of just the here's your dump. Yeah, yeah, here's, yeah, yeah. Here's your dump of things. And I was getting so excited to watch it as it came out. Mm. And I was like, this might be the peak of television where, like, because we're going to start getting stuff in bulk again, like, yeah, yeah, mostly. Yeah. And this is the, they've built up so hard for these episodes coming out. And it's been over such a long period of time. Yeah. That that excitement was, like, real. I like that. That's what Succession builds. It builds that yeah. weekly dose, uh-huh. which... I'm not sure. How old are you, Kai? I don't actually know. I'm 39. 39? Yeah. Does not look 39. So older than he looks. Uh, so you definitely grew up in, in, the, in the scheduled TV world. So yeah. where you would have to wait for the next yeah. thing. And like, I don't. Yeah, but I, grew, I grew up in four channels. Yeah, Channel see, Five was an additional three thing. channels. That's why. That's why. Uh, <laughs> it's a competition. Yeah, it's, it's, it's channel, was Channel Four new for you? Uh, came out when I was an uh, early teenager. Because that's why uh, when I I done a gig in Birmingham and Jasper Carrot dropped in to do a spot and wow. I was hosting and I wow. brought I brought Jasper Carrot on and I was like, there was a while back then where he was as big as any comedian could ever possibly be because yeah. there was only four channels. And I don't know which ones he was on, but he seemed to be on all of them at all times. He was yeah. on adverts, he was on sitcoms, he was on game shows, mm-hmm. he was doing stand-up. He had a late... Didn't he have a show just called, like, Jasper or Carrot or something? Where he Carrot, just Carrot. Talk? Is that what it was called? Yeah. It was good, I uh-huh. think. And I just remember he was on everything, and I was like, nobody's ever had that kind of focus now because mm. there's so many options. You've got Netflix, you've got Amazon, you've got Terrestrial TV, you've got Sky, you've got, like all these options of multitude of things you can be watching yeah. but back then it was basically pick a channel you're watching one of these four things yes and he was on most of them <laughs> <laughs> for me you said that and I immediately thought of Michael Barrymore I thought well, he used to be on everything as yeah. well he was on quiz shows game uh, shows yeah. things like these people that were just like these uh, Mr. Saturday Night TV yeah, people, really. Yeah, 1990s Saturday, like, like that, them TV presenters, they, yeah. they were like, they had everybody's eyes all at once. And then it shifted over to like Chris Evans and then he sort of took over the, yeah, the whole uh, fucking thing for like five years. Yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're talking about like the streaming where, where you just get dumped a whole season at once to oh, watch right, now. Like, like, um, I, I do miss the weekly but I, don't, I wouldn't want the weekly on some kind of silly thing I don't care about like yeah. my kids watching Is It Cake or whatever I don't want to watch waiting a week to see yeah, that yeah you want to binge Parks and Rec yeah, yeah, yeah things yeah. like that The Office the American uh, Office I'm glad I didn't watch it at the time I watched it a little bit later that's so. another one that I've just downloaded season one of the American Office oh, right. and I've just started watching Seinfeld you just started I've just, I've, oh. ju- I've just finished season one of Seinfeld. You're like an alien that has come to Earth and it's, you found all this all this gold. It's so good because I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a comedian. I've been a comedian for 14 years, right? Yeah. And you know when, like, I've never watched Partridge, right? So right. 
comedians talk about The Office, they'll talk about Partridge, they'll talk about Seinfeld, right? Yeah. And I'm like a bloke in the pub that doesn't watch football. I mean, I do watch football, and when I'm a bloke at the pub, mm. I'm armed for them conversations. Yeah. But when I'm in amongst comedians and they're talking about cult classic comedies, yeah. I'm just there, like, smiling, nodding. Are you I'm going to get phoned out. Are you doing <laughs> it as enjoyment or, or as research? It started off where I'm like, I guess I better do me research. Right. And I'm really enjoying it. That's a very oh. different... That's not your style, the old 90s suit-wearing American comedian. No, you know, but it's, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's like... It's not, it's the stand-up they put in the episodes is shit. Pedestrian as fuck. <laughs> it's so pedestrian. It's a lot about sandwiches. It's, uh, like, it's so boring. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm fascinated by it. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to catch us laughing me. Like, you know how you, sometimes something will make you uncontrollably laugh? Mm. You'll be listening to a podcast on a train and you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just smirk anymore. You're belly laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's never gonna happen. Watching no. Seinfeld. Well, he's the if he's the worst thing in it. He's the worst actor in it, and he's the mm. worst thing in it. That's yeah. the weird part. The thing that's making Seinfeld good is Larry David writing it. Yeah, that's why it's good. And, uh, and I've just found it like Brian Chungo. I can just yeah, yeah. I've, I've just I've just quite enjoyed what I like. Like I said, I went to watch it as a chore. Yeah, no, I'm actually just fucking getting through it with a, with ease. Yeah, well, it's all about Kramer. Kramer's the laughs, isn't it? It's yeah. Kramer's entrances, Kramer falling over. Yeah, so that that thing when when he got up and started dropping the N word oh, in, in, yeah. in a stand up set, what the I hell didn't even I didn't have a fucking clue who he was. Michael Richards. Yeah, yeah I was like, who is this guy? Like, I, I didn't even know. Yeah. And then like I heard that he was in. I kind of forgot about I like, that. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Whoops. So, that was odd, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a, tough that's, a really, that's a really peculiar thing to happen. It is a really... It's one of the... It's quite a while ago. It might be one of the early cancellations. Yeah. I think people have forgotten about it. I mean, I did. Well, he was in Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee as well, talking yeah. about it. Yeah. So yes. that, that was like... Um, yeah. I think I he did a big up. redeeming and he mm. said he shouldn't have said it. And, all that. and he, it, it was one of those ones where it was an early case of a comedian's work being filmed and then being shown before it was ready and all of that, and that's why he got annoyed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And was he being heckled or something? Was it just his legs? Like, they were filming him. Out? I think they were filming him on a, some kind of early smartphone. I might be wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can edit that in. The real story. No. I was right. It was heckling. During a performance on November the 17th, 2006 at the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, uh, Michael Richards launched into a racist rant in response to repeated heckling and interruptions from a small group of black and Hispanic audience members, which was subsequently filmed. Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I did forget about that. Early cancellation. Uh-huh. So, like, now, now I'm on, like, the train watching his character and go, oh, that guy. No, it's that's, hard for you. Though. That's that, the problem. That's the guy. That's the racist guy. The yeah. guy that said the N-word in, in, a, in a very aggressive way, not just casually like a... Yeah, he called uh, someone it. Yeah, it wasn't like, <laughs> wasn't like Chappelle just saying it. Yeah. I still get uncomfortable when I watch some of the American black comedians come out and just start saying that stuff. I just think, oh, okay, now it's a bit... Yeah. Like, come on, guys. I know it's your word, but I have to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Because you find out all the little things you do, all the tripping over your own words. And yeah, oh, of course. And I, I listened back to old stand-up. Like I, I listened to one of my stand-up shows, and I kept saying, "Let me tell you," all oh, right, before telling people something. And let me tell you, fucking shut oh, really? up with that. Cut that out. What an awful take. It's funny how you hear it on podcasts, especially like I listen to um, Wolf and Owl, you know, uh, Romish and Tom Davis. Yeah. And Romish says it so much. He says, 
what I would say is, uh, all I would say. When, you hear, when you hear that, it's like, yeah. fucking hell, he so says I, that a lot. I do a podcast with Daniel Sloss and yes. he kept saying objectively, and he never used it for anything that was objective. It was always hyperbole for a subjective matter, yeah. but he would go, objectively, this is my opinion. And then when I pointed out that he did it, he fucking kept tripping up on it. He kept going, Ob- oh, fuck off. So he was <laughs> because act- he didn't really try not to say it. He didn't know he was saying it all the yeah. time. He didn't realise until it was pointed out. And then it was pointed out, he was just like, fuck. So the name of that podcast, I believe, is... Sloss and Humphreys on the road. Sloss and Humphreys up the road. Up the road. Is that on every... That's on all. Sloss and Humphreys up the road. Yeah, yeah, we spent about six to eight weeks there. It was class, really good. He's massive in Australia. Yeah, he plays arenas in Australia. It's fucking bananas. Like he's way more (laughs) famous in Australia than he is in the UK. That's crazy. I never understand that. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? India. He's huge. He's huge in India. We in India. We went to India, and you'd think he was a member of the Beatles. Because right. they were like hammering on the taxi window, swarming yeah, yeah, yeah. around them, like almost like in a crush of people trying to get a photo with them, but yeah. like we're starting to get a bit panicked, you know, like uh-huh. the, it was like one direction level fandom wow. down in India. Well, he's got he's got a boy band look, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you should rest in India because I, I went there on tour with a play, A Woman in Black in oh, 2004 or something. And uh, it, it, on the posters it said direct from London and all of that shit that they do. And we got there, and it was like that. It was like we landed as royalty. Yeah. We were taken off in these nice cars, put in this Raj-style yeah. hotel. People coming up, turning down my bed. I was well, just the fucking sound guy. The hospitality is amazing. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's so taken good. out by the producers, yeah. everybody, not just yeah, the, the cast. They love their guests. Oh, you get good food as well. Ah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You come back L- and you think, and then you check into a premiere and old travel, or just someone grunts at you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm to, fucking back. You have to come home and realise that you're not as important as you've just been made to feel. I'm eating a friend for lunch. And oh, the right. then, you got your football uh, today, haven't you? But we're good for a little while. And, and uh, you're talking to the least football guy you'll ever talk to, but I'm wondering how today works because it's Manchester against Manchester. Who, who's rooting for who? What's, what's going on there? Um, I don't have a horse in the race. I think I'd lean towards Man City. Me too, because of the takeover, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> just because we're just money chums. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're like Succession. We're Ken, Kendall and Roman. Who are New, Newcastle. Uh, United Arab, Arab Emirates. Oh, no. Why the fuck are you banging on about football? You have no interest in it whatsoever. Get on with the fucking format points, mate. We'll delve into the past, into Kai's past here, to uh, get a little insight into his uh, younger years. Okay. So, Kai, everyone has this. You don't need to know a lot about telly, but you will have this. You'll have an answer for this one. Who or what can be a cartoon, as I found out, was the first person on television to make you feel a little bit fizzy in your loins? What attracted to? Yeah. Okay, let's... Anything on, on television, probably come home from school, something's you, you, on. You know what it was for me? MT, MTV. Yeah. It was the music videos. Oh. Does that count? Yeah, it was it always like the J-Lo one loved don't cost a thing where she's walking into the sea and undressing on right. her way into the sea. Christina Aguilera, dirty. Yeah, very uh, filthy. Shakira, wherever, whenever. Holly, Holly Valance. Holly Valance. 
Yeah. I, I was always about the music channel videos when uh, they come to the. Yeah, come I guess to it's like teenage porn, isn't it? Essentially, uh-huh. it's like the first the time you yeah. see something like that. Let's go uh, back to Holly Valance. Have you met her in Australia? In that, tours? That, oh, that could have been arranged. Uh, I don't know what I'd say. I'd be like, <laughs> just grinning away. We well, had a relationship back in the day, Holly. <laughs> well, I had, I had a weird one where in the late 90s, I can't remember her name. Kimberly Davy. A blonde girl who looked a lot like sort of Marilyn Monroe-esque, I guess, if you like. Yeah. And she was like the fit one in Neighbours at the time. And I went round the world in 99 and I stayed in a hostel owned by her dad and the amount of times I was like hovering thinking like she might pop up or you know uh, yeah. when's the daughter coming <laughs> is she yeah yeah you were, a, you were in a tuxedo she was in Neighbours right she was in Neighbours yeah I, th- I believe so yeah you used to do that all the time if you're in Neighbours you immediately get like a pop deal yeah you get a, you get a contract for a song yeah it's really <laughs> weird uh-huh. what was something you saw on television probably before you should have that shit the life out of you that you still yeah. think about now it still kind of freaks you out a little bit I remember it didn't shit the life out of us, but I watched Terminator 2 when I shouldn't have because it was like oh. my, my parents had rented that. So how old would I have been when Terminator 2 was Terminator on video? Terminator 2 came out in, on video. Well, those days, it was on, I think it came out in 91, summer in 91, and it would have been at least, it used to be like nearly two years before things would come out on Right, video. so I would have been 10. So if you watched it at home... I would have been 10. So you saw the nuclear scene, age 10? Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. So At I, home, in your lounge, I, watching it on the telly. So my mum and dad, you know when you go to the video shop and you get yeah, some yeah. rentals, you get the ones yeah. that you're going to watch together? Yeah. And then they get one that, when you go to bed. <laughs> right? And that was Terminator 2. Yeah. And I, I got up early before my parents. Yeah. And I fucking knew Terminator 2 was on rental and I started oh. watching it, thinking I can get this watched before they get up. Yeah. And they got up when I was halfway through it and I got told off. Mm. And they were like, well... You may as well finish watching it. They were like, I'm not going to let you watch half a film. <laughs> All right, so like, well, you're in now. You're in now. Yeah. So I watched that. So I remember watching that way before. And it didn't freak us out. I wasn't fucked up by it or anything. Yeah. But uh, but I do remember just my mind being absolutely blown by it. I mean, it. it is. I still maintain it as probably the best ever action movie. I don't uh-huh. think there's anything to beat it. It just has something. It's when... Um, yeah. Robert Patrick turns into like you know fucking liquid metal and starts running with those sword hands. Yeah. Have you seen this boy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good. The thing that creeped us out recently in recent years, yeah. like Haunting on House Hill. That was a fucking like really fucking shock like like moments in that. Yeah. Like where I actually jumped out my skin watching it. I, I can watch a horror movie and in my head it's a movie. It doesn't creep into my life. Yeah. Books though. Stephen King books fucking. I th- I th- these aren't my words these are words I've read I've been told mm-hmm. he lays eggs under your skin oh wow and I just feel like like, like that like it is actually you'll put the book down and you'll so I went I was in what's that town beginning with N in the northwest Nantwich Nantwich I was in Nantwich right and I was staying in a hotel and I walked past the room what was it like 279 in The Shining so I walked past that room, right? I put the fucking shining book down on the bed, just like shook off that I just walked past the room. The lights started flickering and then went off. Mm-hmm. And then I phoned reception and just went, my lights have just went off. And they were like, okay, we'll send the caretaker down to fix it. I was like, not the caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to hate from him. <laughs> Let 
anything paranormal bother us. Like, no, I don't believe in it, so it, nah, doesn't, do, it does nothing to me. Nah. I think it's all complete and bollocks. If ever I feel that, like, intrusive thought, like, ooh, there's, there's something, like, I'll just dismiss it immediately. Yeah. The only time it gets me is in the middle of the night. If I have to get up, yeah. and I'll walk through the house, and I'll look, I've got one, I live in a, what would be called a Tyneside flat, so I'm looking out on the old, what, what, Looks like a Billy Elliot lane, essentially. And I always imagine there's some fucker going to be staring at me up from the lane or something yeah. like that through the through because it's got the perfect, you know, street lamp. Ah. It's just, ah, it just looks yeah, creepy. Yeah, I, I used to stay at my um, granddad's every weekend. Yeah. And he's got a very, like, noisy house, you know, it breathes mm. and it moves. Oh, and right, fucking creaks and comes. Yeah. And, and it backs onto the uh, the farmer's fields, so there's always, like, fucking Ooh. crops just, like, blowing around and... Children of the corn. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And, um, and I, I, I I was never scared when I was in that house because my granddad's just in the other room. But when, when he when he was sick and he was in hospital, and I was maybe like 21, 22, I stayed in his house to look after his dog and feed his dog, and I just yeah. kind of lived there. And without him in it, I just couldn't sleep because like every single noise just right. had us on high alert. Yeah, and it just felt malevolent without him in the house. Oh, that's it horrible. was it was fucking really weird feeling. So you had your of, fight or flight turned up to ten. Ah, uh, absolutely. But like when I stayed there, as a, even as a child with him in the house, it didn't feel like there was anything. But but then when I stayed, I was just like every noise was something that was a possible threat. I mean, I know he's, uh, he's, he's a number his of names, name is rocked up on that manifest to uh, Epstein's Island, Oh, has it? Yeah, has it actually? Yeah, he was on there Smoky. Next, next to Bill Clinton. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Bill Clinton, Smoky. Careful now. Uh, but what is the funniest thing I've seen on TV? Oh, man, that's... Could it. even be a special. Could be someone that influenced you comedically. Yeah, that's... Oh, that fucking... It's hard to just pick one. I'm just, like, going through that. I just watched Baby J Maloney special. I really enjoyed that. I'm not going to say that's the funniest thing I've seen on TV, yeah. but I thought that was a really good fucking comeback. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. It was the backdrop of it that I was yeah. just focused on it so long. Like, Changes was, the colours. Like, is it real? Is yeah. It, yeah, is it, it just looks so shiny. And mm-hmm. He just turned up in... Um, have you seen the show Bub Kiss? With, um, nah. with Pete Davidson sort of playing a heightened version of himself. And Maloney turns up in that. And, you know, he's got this, like, twinkly eye thing going on, isn't he? Mm. Like, because he's kind of Irishy, I guess I sort of yeah. drawn to him a little bit. And I just think, it's just like, he's got this, like, twinkle going yeah, on that sort of draws me into it's everything he's saying. Natural charm. Yeah, he's, he's a kind of a Seinfeld, isn't he? He's a kind of a yeah. old uh, that, school... That's what I really loved about, because he was still in that, like, um, you know, because he, he was always, like, I love my wife guy. Mm. I love my wife, this is my wife, I'm family man, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. And then, like, he cheats on his wife and goes to fucking rehab, and then he comes back with the exact same persona, but as this, like, fucking... Like ex talking about cocaine and talking <laughs> yeah. about his lowest ebbs, and so I'm like, weird. but like all still in the same style. I thought that was fucking yeah. really like an interesting one. Yeah, I think some people are just wrong about stuff. This happens all the time. You just yeah. see things getting. I mean, I've I picked up the same. Well, I haven't picked up the newspaper. I've been to the same newspaper site. And seen two conflicting reviews of days. God, it could just be something like the, the journalists fucking stopped smoking last week. Yeah, <laughs> it well, could the, be something simple like journalists having a fall out with his wife. There was a, a, a an article in the Guardian the other day that said farewell Ted Lasso uh, 
something like uh, the most tedious, boring, overrated show on television. I was like, the fuck are you talking about? It's really good. Yeah. Who is this cunt? Yeah, it's so fun. It's just so... What's wrong with you? I don't like football and I'm watching it and I'm enjoying it and I'm getting into it. I went in, like, with, like... Because I, I, I hate the fucking Americ- Americans watching football is the most jarring thing. Just the way they call penalties PKs. You must hate it when they start the show with Soccer Saturday then all the time. Soccer. Because that would never exist. You know what's funny <laughs> with the word soccer, right? You know, it's derived from association football. They've just shortened it and made it soccer. Like, I, I'm against it because football's football's football. Yeah. It's not soccer, right? But no. everything else that you play, you don't call tennis racquetball, you call it tennis. You don't call golf stickball call it mm. golf like, yeah. uh, like everything's got like a snooker cue ball like yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. got it's like what it is if you describe it right it's racquetball but mm-hmm. it's tennis soccer soccer like it, it, it fits in it's in keeping with the way we name sports yeah. it's like you've given it a nickname it's in keeping but it's just one of them things that's just sacred Yeah, and you just go have you been watching uh, Welcome to Wrexham? You'd like that? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, watched, I've watched the first season. So yeah. you see, you but I've, see I've, all been, the... I've been keeping up with them yeah, in, so in I hear real time. Rob McElhaney talking to people all the time. And uh, also, if you listen to Smartless podcast, which is very good, um, Will Arnett is always talking about football. And he says football, I mean, I mean English football. You know, like, he's yeah. not talking about American football. And they fucking hate it. They absolutely hate that, that yeah. it's called that. But well, it's why the... do they call theirs football? It's you not You're not even using your feet like. Have well, you been to an American football match? Nah. Match? Is it called a match? Probably not called a match. Yeah, yeah but we, we owe them I getting it wrong. Yeah, fuck We owe them fucking fuck it up you. and getting it wrong. Fuck. That's the thing, what I, what I like with football as well. I like getting to know who all the players are and, mm. like, their, their styles and their positions and where they play, right? And mm. you can see who you're looking at. Their yeah. na- names on the back, that you can see their face. And, like, when you're watching American football, do you oh, just yeah. not care who's who? You can't tell. Do you not, care, do you not give a fuck who's who? Terminator. <laughs> the transformer walking around. Yeah, hi. They're just watching fucking bunch of. They just look like clones. Everybody's just fucking yeah. got helmets on. You kind of tell who's. If you want stats, you go to a baseball game and then it's just like it's like doing yeah. algebra or something. Maths. Mm. Everyone's there's so much information on the board. Yeah. I don't understand that either. Uh, but that's round. When I was a kid, that's called rounders. Guys, rounders. The girls play. Just playing rounders. But <laughs> so the, the, the Americanize it. Like Americans get involved with football. Mm. It's just like. Oil and water doesn't mix. Like I just don't feel like I'm like the Americans touching our sport. I just don't think the two <laughs> go well together. And so when Ted Lasso, their mitts on it. When Ted Lasso put that grubby little hands on football with an yeah. American sitcom, and I saw the trailers, I was like, oh, this looks awful. Mm. This looks truly gross. And then I saw a bunch of my friends saying how good it was. Mm. People who I trust. And part of us was going, I wonder if it's because they're friends with Brett Goldstein yeah. and they feel like they have to say that. No, he's, he's great in it. And then I watched it yeah. and I fucking loved it and Brett's amazing in yeah. it and I thought it was really heartwarming and I just really had to just go, right, I was actually bigoted mm. back then. I was just a bit bigoted that I thought Americans Maybe. were going to fuck up my sport. I, 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 there, was a bit, there was a bit in the mid to end of season two where it started to get really cheesy and turn into sort of like a, an American's version of England. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, every time they walked, they walked past a phone box and a pillar box and everybody was, like, you know, eating, eating, yeah. eating candy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that cartoonish enough with that, that, it, that yeah. it's fine, I feel like it's like, it is like watching a cartoon at times. But if you've been to Richmond, it kind of does look like that. Does it actually? <laughs> it does, it's yeah. really... I- idyllic and picturesque and quite mm. fancy so yeah I mean they're not wrong but he wouldn't um, 
yeah, I don't know. So he's, sometimes he opens his window and he can see a completely different view because I know where that alleyway, alleyway is and it annoys me. But, you know, that's just like when they go... In any American film, they open the window in Paris and the fucking Eiffel Tower's right there. Yeah, that, like, I've done, I done the bungee jump from GoldenEye. Oh, right. You know, the, the, at the beginning where Piers Brosnan jumps off no, the dam? Yeah, where, where's just, that? It's in, it's in Locarno in Switzerland. Hmm. But he ends up in Russia. <laughs> really? <laughs> so he bungee jumps off there and clips himself when he's in Russia. Would you mind, yeah. all the sort of Disney over-content of Star Wars watching Yeah, I'm, over co- I'm, I'm over-contented up. I'm almost up to speed on the latest Mandalorian. Yeah. And, oh, I felt like it started strong and then I just watched it, like... I tried to watch it a bit of a grind. boy in the first scene. It looked pretty much like Amsterdam with uh, hookers in the windows. And I was like, no, he's going to have to be a bit older to watch this. Because we watched... Well, it's just called Obi-Wan, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, quite, I like that. I quite like that, yeah. yeah. it was good. Uh-huh, it's good. I... That was a nice little bridge between... Ian McGregor looked, what, I don't know, 10 years older than... He's supposed to be 20 years later. He's supposed to be... I yeah. think in it, he, I think he's in his 50s, but he's supposed to be, like, five years older than he is in real yeah. life, but he still looks about 36. Well, I guess, yeah, you let <laughs> someone off if they've got metachlorians in their blood. Oh, sorry yeah, about that. That's right. <laughs> is there anything you would like to plug? I've just finished my tour. I don't know when this goes over, but I've got one show left in Manchester on the 18th. Are you at Edinburgh? I'm not doing the Fringe this year. You're not doing the Fringe this year. I'm not doing the Fringe this year. This will come out just before Fringe. Well, then, OK. So why don't you just go and watch my show on my website? Everybody can watch that at home. Yeah. And you all like watching stuff. That's what the podcast yeah, is about, watching fantastic. stuff. fantastic. I watched it last night. It was all... No, in the daytime yesterday. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Cheers, mate. It was really, really funny. Loved a lot. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Uh, Kai Humphries, thank you very much for coming on to Television Times podcast. Thanks for having us, mate. No worries, mate. Thank you. What a lot of fun. Actually, it was, it was shut off the other day for a call. Let's the other day, 2003. <laughs> so there we are, Kai Humphreys from Television Times Podcast. What a catch. He's a really good guy, really funny. You've got to check his uh, website out. He's got his whole live show on there. That was recorded at the Motel One, as I mentioned, which is the hotel next to the stand. They were very kind to let me record that there. It was a little bit noisy, but the audio, I think you can, I think you can pretty much hear everything, right? Wasn't terrible. Okay, to today's outro song. Okay, today's song is called Trust. It's a song I wrote on the road. Uh, I was working on a musical called Aspects of Love, and yeah, life was not going to plan, I can tell you that much. And although I have been told that you know somebody well somebody very famous actually i'll name drop here uh david essex the man who was very famous in the 70s he told me he found the song a little bit pious he was very very lovely to me on tour and we were very pally whenever we were hanging out and i really liked him but i think he got the wrong end of the stick because this song was really about trusting yourself it's a spin it sounds like it's pointing fingers but it, it really isn't about that um anyway it was recorded in ireland Um, after spending quite a lot of time in North America. I actually wrote it again. I wrote about writing. I wrote the song about how I felt performing the initial versions of the song in various uh, open mics. I think I first did one on the grounds of Harvard in Boston. I wrote it that day, and then I played again at Java Joe's, which is also in Boston. Then I made my way to Toronto, and that's where I met my future wife. So I guess the song is uh, from a sort of sad 
parts of my life. I didn't really ever write songs about myself. This was just the first bunch of songs I really ever did that about. I was always sort of observational or, you know, singing about the world or something. Anyway, it's a song called Trust. I think it's pretty good. Let's see what you guys think. Let me welcome you to Java Joe's As a traveller Well, I'm afraid tonight I can't be here For I'm in a place I still hold dear Well, I confess, my friends, I might be wrong But her and I, we could be long And if I run back now, I'll never see She didn't run away I might have stayed Chicago coffee shop. I used to always like to get a bit of ambience in things. Okay, well, that was the first bonus episode. Come back next Tuesday. 
And there'll be another episode of Television Times podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>